This is Sarah Martin, and you are listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the Radical Radiance Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca George, and I'm so thrilled to be with you today as we sit down with my new friend, Sarah Martin, to talk all about her new book, Higher Pursuits. This was such a fun and rich conversation that I think you're really going to enjoy. But before we get to it, I want to share about one of our sponsors, the Shine Bright Journal. The Shine Bright Journal is a free, downloadable, 100-page resource that you can go grab at RadicalRadiance.live. And now help me welcome our new friend, Sarah, to the show. Sarah, welcome to the show. I am so excited to finally get to sit down and have a conversation with you. This is going to be so fun. Uh I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a blast. Absolutely. Well, I am thrilled to talk about your newest project. It's called Higher Pursuits. And I always love asking my guests just like the story behind the story of the book. Like, how did this, how did this come to be? How did God put it on your heart? Tell us all of that. I would love to share because it's a so much in near when you write these books, there's so much like your baby. Yeah. And so I love to talk about it. So thank you for having me and letting me talk about my something so near and dear to my heart. So Higher Pursuits, Positioning Yourself for Everyday Revival came about when I was <laughs> sitting on the beach in Mexico mm. uh, in January of 2021. Okay, so put aside the beach in the Mexico thing. Like that's just an ancillary detail. We were taking a break from crazy life and my family just went to Mexico and we were sitting on the beach and I'm like that type A person that brings her like goal setting stuff okay, to the we're beach. Such the same like, person. Me, <laughs> I don't know how we we've it. not talked before. Get- yeah, I get you. I don't know. I get you get me. So I had been like, so we're coming, imagine 2021 comes after 2020 and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we all know. And I had spent, we all know, we don't need a rehash. I had spent months and hours in prayer, which I'll talk about that later, and just intercession for our our nation and for the world and, um, and I'm moving into 2021 with my goal Mm. setting plans sitting on a beach but i'm thinking i'm like sitting here looking lord how in the world am i going to make plans for the next however many months what does even next week look like yeah the world is i just knew the world is just changing so much i was so not motivated to make plans for the future like big grand plans which hear me say you heard me say it at the beginning, I'm a goal setting person. Yeah. I see the value in that. It's just where I was with like listening to the Lord and sitting with the Lord and sitting with what matters most after everything was shaken out, shaken mm. through and shaken in. Like I, that's kind of how I describe it. I I was just, okay, Lord, how do I even do this? And finally I was like, okay, I've got to have some sort of structure to my day because that is just how I roll. Mm. And I literally would take my calendar and start putting down these things I called higher pursuits. Okay. And I, so for instance, instead of writing down my tasks, that one big thing I needed to get through for the week, I would write down one of these higher pursuits, which I'll get to in a second. One of these higher pursuits, like 
uh, maybe there was a bunch of junk in my heart. And that week I'm like, I need to do some repenting. And so that higher pursuit was the pursuit of holiness. And so I would start ordering my week Everything that I did within my time buckets, every time bucket, because these things, these higher pursuits are all inclusive in your life. And I would start out with that as my first and and like only thing that I'm seriously going after this week. Mm-hmm. Everything else is going to have to trickle down out of that pursuit of, what did I say, holiness. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get anything else done, but sitting and repenting before the Lord and confessing and repenting, that's a big check mark and a win. Wow. And so I just started living these things out because that's the only thing that made sense to me in seeing the wild world we live in. So these higher pursuits I started living out were, fear of God, seeking his face, being filled with the spirit, biblical worldview, and there's two more, pursuit of holiness and then holy desperation. Mm. And I started just living it out. And then because I'm a natural teacher, I had to just start putting it on, putting in on Instagram, putting it in words, putting in the way I like mentored gals that come and sit and hang out on my couch. And that's really how it all played out with this because I, in addition to that, for the past three years, even before 2020, I'd been studying revival history. So I was putting Mm. all these things together. Then when the book came out, there's two layers of this. When the book came out, I I published it when the world just really kind of got hard again. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, how am I celebrating? How am I celebrating a book launch where you've got all the confetti and all the fun? How in the world am I celebrating this? Why why would I celebrate this right now when the world is just so hard? And I I was like, wait, no, no, stop right there. Like this book is to position you for the very moment we live in to see revival in you and through you because that's what the world is desperate for. Mm. And so it's an equipping book for this very moment that we're in, in, mm. in, in history. And so I know that that sounds really big. Like that's making like a really big statement. Cause there's a lot of equipping books out there. Like I could, I've got on my shelf, but I'm just going to own that. I mean, the Lord gave me these yes. words and I'm so passionate about getting them, get, getting these higher pursuits into people's hands to implement in their everyday life to see everyday revival. Yes. And I just want to be honest, Sarah, like you, you sharing this idea of starting your week with what is my higher pursuit? Like that changes me. That's going to change the way I walk into a week, right? When I think about like, what business do I need to do with the Lord? And how am I prioritizing that over literally anything else um, in my week? That, I mean, that is, that change, that transforms our thinking just in and of itself. And so I just, Man, I'm so excited about this message. And I just want to go back to the beach for a second because here's what's funny. And you don't know this. I, okay, I'm such a beach girl. I grew up in the mountains. I grew up in just right outside of the Smokies. And my husband and I live in South Mississippi now. And so much more flat. It's not mountain. It's not beach. It's just flat and hot. It's Um, just the middle. It's just the middle. (laughs) And we're going with his family to Destin this weekend for a whole week. And I haven't, I haven't done like a week at the beach since I was like in my parents' house, right? Like I've done girls weekends. I've done like bachelorette parties. I've went on other vacations. In and out. Yeah, in and out. But I've not done a whole week. And I have spent the last two weeks of my life preparing to totally just like drop everything for six days. Do it. 
Yes, do it. But like, I'm you so know how hard that is for people like us. I know like, how hard Like, I'm that not is. taking my laptop. Don't. I'm, nope. I'm not taking my laptop. I'm putting all of my social media apps in a folder in my phone where like, I'm not going to allow myself to get on all week. You can't even flip through. Yeah. Right. right. Um, like I'm going to post about the podcast episode that releases and like, that's it. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, what other things have I planned for? I just, I, I have all of my fiction picks that I'm going to, cause like I never read fiction because it feels like a waste of Yo, time. There you go. You know? No, I hear you. Yeah. And so I have all of my books laid out. I've, Already prepped for the week that we get back so that my life isn't hectic. Yeah, and I'm not even good. thinking about that it while we're so gone. Smart. Yeah. But it's taken so much effort to get to this that is place. Next level. Girl, that is next level preparing for the next week. That is genius. Yeah. And I so, love that you're, you're, you're coming to this space of rest. Yeah. I know. So I'm just so excited. I am taking my Bible, a bunch of books, and I'll be with family eating yummy food with my toes in the sand all week next fantastic. week. Fantastic. So, I love that area that you're going to, too. I that's know. Fantastic. It's very dreamy. Um, okay. I could talk about that all day, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I know. So, <laughs> me um, too. Me too. One of the things that you talk about in the book is spiritual disciplines that really help help Mm -hmm. ready us for the times that we're living in. And you share in some of the chapters about that. I would love for you to talk listeners through what are some of those and how, how is that helpful to keep in mind as we seek these higher pursuits in our lives? So to look at spiritual disciplines is to put away any parameters. If you've been in the church for a long yeah. time at like any kind of religious boxes yep. that you might've picked up and kind of put place these disciplines, even the word discipline, like to, to understand spiritual disciplines is to maybe kind of just unpack even those words and those misconceptions that we might've all had that are fine. I mean, that happens. Yeah. Spiritual disciplines are really holy heart habits. Mm, Yeah. They are holy heart habits and they are practices to do not perfectly, but they position ourselves before they they help us position ourselves before the, before the Lord. Yeah. And they help align ourselves with what God's best is. So Mm. for example, Spiritual. I, I'm I'm slowing down my talk because I really get excited about these things. I, love and I can it. start talking like 90 miles an hour. So um, I'm I'm like actively slowing down. Yes. So, so if I start talking fast, you'll know I'm just getting so stoked about talking about these things. I'm such a nerd. Um, spiritual disciplines. So things like prayer. Yeah. Um, things like actively the spiritual discipline of worship. Have you ever mm-hmm. thought of worship as a spiritual discipline? Um, another one that comes to mind is the spiritual discipline of, and I'm going to say it, fasting. Yeah. And though that is that is kind of one of those scary ones that I admit, like I did not want to write about fasting. Yeah. I did not want to pursue fasting, and I'll I'll just do a little side story just so everybody can see how good and gracious and how much space the Lord gives us when we position ourselves to say, Hey Lord, I want to grow closer to you. What is your best? Who, mm-hmm. who best to answer, ask how to grow closer to the Lord than him, like God himself and 
in his word. And in his word, it talks about fasting. And so I'm telling this little story just by way of showing you just really practical and where I was specifically with this. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, it's nothing like, like super holy other than I was like afraid of fasting as far as like fasting food. I'm talking about fasting food. There's something next level about fasting food. And there's a whole thing to get into as far as like, like how to set yourself up for that. And Mm -hmm. I honestly, and and hear me say first, fasting things that like keep us in um, reminder of our flesh and our need for God, uh, keep us in reminder of our weaknesses, Mm -hmm. remind us of our weaknesses. Um, that is fasting. So when I talk about fasting food, that is just, this is just kind of, you can fast anything. Although I'm, I will challenge you, whoever's listening, that this is like stirring in your heart, your, your heartbeat, you know, your mm-hmm. kind of, heart's kind of beating a little bit. It, it maybe consider it like maybe consider yeah. a little food fast. And so I was scared too, because I have like blood sugar issues yeah. and I was like, and I'm a mom. I'm like, I gotta be a mom. Like I gotta be on it. I have to be like, a person on all cylinders. I have to be a person. Like I can't just like hole away like a monk and not <laughs> do water and coffee for 40 days. Like, although people do that and bless you if you can, my goodness, that's amazing. But so fast forward, I found myself in this just nutritional program that by way of nutrition, uh, by way of diet diet and nutrition, um, they had us doing a fasting program to help heal our bodies. Mm. And like a 24-hour fast. And so think about what I said. Fasting helps heal your body. And I won't get into that right now. But how good is the Lord that he offers us spiritual disciplines that are also good for us physically, mm. not just spiritually. That's so good. And so I, I, right? And so I set myself into, I had some coaching, I set myself into it and I realized, okay, I can fast. So while I was doing this kind of nutritional kind of fitness program, kind of fast thing, I'm turning it into a prayer, like I'm, I'm turning it into a prayer day. Like for, yeah. I set my day up. I was like ahead of time, kind of like you with the beach. I set my day up to this is what I'm going to do today. So that is, I say, I set that all up to say, God is good. He is gracious. If we come and say, Lord, I want to grow closer to you. Yeah. But these things that sound really churchy and these things that sound like, the word repentance, that's a spiritual discipline. That sounds really hardcore. Yeah. Um, show me how to do it. And when we just show up, the Lord provides the direction because he's the author of all of this. Let's yes. just go to the author of that. Yes, I wrote a book with these in there, but like ask the Lord, how do I do this? How do I align my day to posture myself before you and practice Mm. these things that bring me, draw me closer to you. Yeah. So that's just my easiest way to describe, best way to describe spiritual discipline. That's so good. Hey friends, quick break in this conversation to remind you of something. If you are loving the show, you're loving the conversations we're having, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave a rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts for Radical Radiance. When that happens, when more of those happen, the show gets put in front of more women and in turn, it allows them the opportunity to take part in conversations that will show them more about what it looks like to radiate the heart of Jesus. And I can't think of anything better than that. So it would mean the world to me if you would take just two minutes of your time and leave a rating and a written review. I'd love to hear what you think. Now, let's get back to the conversation. 
So, so good. And all of these things in different ways just drive us right back to the heart of God. And I love what you share about fasting and how I've never thought about it that way, how in the very thing that we feel like is so sacrificial of us or so like so difficult for us to pursue is actually one of the very things that God offers us as an opportunity to renew our bodies. Like how cool. Right. Right. I mean, God is so, I think we tend to forget the Lord moves in us so holistically yep. that if we were, if we kind of take time to just not power through our days and power through to the next season, power through to the next thing, if we sit and implement these higher pursuits, these things that I call higher pursuits, there's so many more. I just, I just I nailed down a few of them. If we implement these things and make space to ask the Lord for these threads. You see these mm-hmm. threads that God takes when when the when the Bible talks about heart, soul, mind and strength in the Old Testament and the New Testament, this is what he's talking about. Yeah. It's it's for this I mean it's not just, you know, something to read in in that Jesus says in the gospels that you're just kind of like yeah 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally heart, soul, mind and strength and if we take time to 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 keep our eyes open for that, you can see it. And then it propels you forward because you see the purpose of it. Yeah. And you see the the holistic nature of it. And you're like, oh, oh, what else, Lord? Show me more, yeah. you know? So, yeah. That's so good. So, so good. Well, another thing that you talk about in the book that I would love to unpack a little bit for listeners is this idea of turning our desperation in the middle of such chaos and hard times in the world and all of that into holy desperation. Will you talk about that? Absolutely. So holy desperation was a term. I don't, I don't know that I've, I coined it. I'm not going to sure. say I coined yeah. it, but, um, but I, because I was spending so, and I was just spending so many hours. I'm a big picture person yep. and I'm not saying this to act like I've been some super holy person through the last three years. Um, I've been praying so much and asking the Lord, what are you doing in this time? What are you doing? I don't want to miss it. And I don't want us as the church to miss it. And so I'm like, I'm like so jealous for the church to not miss, miss what's going on in the world and like the layers of how God is working, the layers of, I'll just go for it, the spiritual warfare that is happening. Um, and the big picture things um, that are happening in the world. And so I I just started just going after it in intercession and prayer. And I just started feeling this desperation to come to the end of myself. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I came to the end of myself and I'm like, Lord, like every bit of of what we thought the world was, what we thought we were hanging on to, every bit of what we hang our hat on, the comforts, the things yeah. that we were, were holding on to for comforts, the things that we were holding on in the building of a church, in the actual f- physical building of a church. Mm. We, we, we kind of came to the end too. And I, and I think some of us more than others, depending yeah. on where you live. But I was just, I mean, 
I just was like, Lord, there's, there's got to be more. And I know I'm seeing more. I felt like the Lord was showing me more in his word as I was looking Genesis to Revelation and everything in between trying to piece these big picture things together that I was like, okay, you guys like this, there's so much more. We've got to come to the end of ourselves. And this desperation is not a, a hopelessness. Mm. It is the beauty of coming to the end of everything that we thought we knew that we were in control of the coming to the end of everything that we thought we um could like grasp grasp Mm -hmm. tight to i'm clenching my fists right now grasping tight to and opening our hands wide in worship because when we open our hands it's not just that i love that term open-handed being open-handed yeah um, I am. I try to do that. But when we're open handed, that's unclenching every single finger in that grip yeah. to then say, OK, Lord, I'm going to worship you hands wide open and in surrender. Yeah. And so to me, that is a holy desperation. It's not hopelessness, because when we are in Christ, our hope is in the God of the universe who came to reconcile us back, to bring us back to that original design. Um, Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. The veil was torn. I could preach here right now. Preach, girl. to, (laughs) to, To bring us back to the closeness of the father that we that that we read about and that was yes. our original the original tent we saw in the garden of eden yes and so that is the heart of the father yes he is he is jealous god is jealous for us to be in the fullness of all who uh, all of who he is yeah. and so to me as i'm going after these higher pursuits of fear of god that's awe and wonder after i'm going this higher pursuit of holy desperation where I'm like seeing the world and I'm like, Lord, you're the only answer. Yeah. The cross of Christ and his resurrection, Mm -hmm. he's the only answer. And I like to say, and I'll finish with this on this part, that spiritual warfare is real. That spiritual dynamic that is happening is real. As Christians, we've got to get our heads out of the sand. We've got to get our heads out of the sand and ask the Lord to show us the layers of what's going on. And we talk about, because you see it in movies, we've we've learned about that good versus evil Mm -hmm. dynamic. We talk about that all the time, even in the church, but it's important to know. It is not good versus evil as in equal parts. Almost like if you look at like that new age sign, yin yang, it's not equal parts. No, you guys, it is the lion of Judah who will only allow a gnat, the enemy to a gnat versus the lion of Judah. The lion of Judah will only allow a gnat to have its way for so long before it flicks it out of its way. And Jesus wins. Yeah. Like Jesus wins. So that is who we serve. That is who I am desperate for. Um, I'm not desperate in the way that the world is without hope, but I am desperate and like positioned yes. toward all, toward serving the Lion of Judah, yes. who is our only hope. So yes. he's the lamb that was slain and the Lion of Judah. We're on this side of the cross. We start looking toward his word that tells us he's coming again and he wins. Mm. And so however that plays out big picture for you as you're looking at the world or even in the micro level mm-hmm. of your own personal struggles and your trauma and your hard and heavy and the rough edges, be desperate for the Lion of Judah, that is your only hope. Yeah, yeah, he's our only hope. And 
Oh, man. There's just so much I could say there. And the, the scripture of how his power is made perfect in our weakness kept coming to mind as you were yeah. talking. And just that word desperation, I think, in our in our flesh here on earth, we see it as a weakness, right? That we don't have it all together, that we're right. in need of a Savior, that we, we, we have to live in a desperation for him. But that is actually the very thing that is fuel for our lives. And so... That's so powerful. Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. Yeah. I would yeah. love to hear, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, th- this this idea of higher pursuits really is is this trading of the lesser things that we often pursue, yeah. the things of the world. What does it look like? I, I know we've talked spiritual disciplines, but for you as you have been on this path with God— what does it look like to turn from this mentality towards all God intended for us? Because I don't think it, it's not a one-time choice, right? We choose this right, right, every right. day. So like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I'll give you a, a word, kind of a word picture I love that it. I constantly circle back to. Um, so I talk about these higher pursuits and I've given you kind of the list and that's not an exhaustive list. And you mentioned those lesser conversations. And I mentioned that a little bit in in the book too, and um, those lesser kind of lesser things are not bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, like your, ta- I kind of there's layers. Like you have your your higher pursuits, and then you have your tasks and your everyday things that you have to get done. I mean, like I said, we can't be a monk. Yeah, we you are not called. We all to have be a laundry in a way. Yeah, there's laundry to fold. There's things to do. We're called to be salt and light. You know, yeah. go out. And so um, the lesser conversations, the lesser things that are positioned better and, and you see more fruit when you're positioning yourself under first those higher pursuits. Um, so I have this word picture and it's it's all centered on God's presence mm. and seeking God's presence, like God's glory, his, his fullness. And these are really big words, but I'll narrow it down. In the Old Testament, you hear about the word God's glory, like God's glory. You hear God's glory mm-hmm. literally talked about in, in Exodus. Like the Can you imagine in, in Exodus, the Israelites physically saw God's glory mm-hmm. follow them around in the desert, in the temple. They physically had God's glory. That has not changed. We, as Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit, carry the glory of God himself in us. And that is something to hold of value. So I look at God's glory in the Old Testament as the word, it is the word, it's kabod, which means the heaviness, the weightiness Mm. of God's glory, the weightiness. So I think of it, I'm going to give you this word picture. Am I going after, am I holding a value God's presence, the things of um, the spirit, the things of of seeking these 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 higher pursuits. Since we've yeah. already set that up, am I holding God's presence like a block of gold, mm. or am I distracted by that which glitters and is only temporary? So That's think about so that. Good. Am I holding things of value? Am I holding God's presence like a value and gold in any given moment? Am I, 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 okay, I'll just get real and raw here. I'm flipping through Instagram. I'm seeing this gorgeous profile. I'm seeing this jealousy boil up. Okay, this is real. I'm hormonal. I'm tired. I am in, I got no business flipping through Instagram. That's a whole other thing I talk about. 
But I'm sitting here and in any given moment, am I thinking, okay, I I can come into God's presence, into his love, into his goodness for me, Mm. or am I going to allow these things that glitter and distract to take my focus off of the fullness in God, which is what we were meant to live like Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. They walked with God himself and that informs every bit of how we go about our life. But we can only do that when we are aware, when we're not just kind of walking around, eyes kind of shut asleep to kind of just numbed out. We've got to be eyes wide open to how the Lord is moving and, 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 and to the weight of his presence mm. in any given moment. Mm. So gold versus glitter in any given moment. Am I gold? Am I glitter? Am I operating gold or glitter? And that helps you kind of organize your thoughts and it'll, it'll so get you back good. straight on the narrow, narrow path really quickly. That's so good. I'm going to remember that picture. That's so powerful. I love that so much. Well, I am so excited for you to share where the people can go grab the book here in just a second. But there's a question that I ask all of my guests that I'm so excited to ask you. The podcast is called Radical Radiance with a heart to really help women see how they can radiate the love of Christ and the heart of Jesus in their life, their work, their relationships. And so the question I love asking is, Sarah, what about Jesus makes you radiant? I jumped for joy when I read this. I'm so glad. This is this is so much my heart, and it just the last part of the conversation really leads into this. So, I again, I have these word pictures. I'm I'm kind of a I'm a wannabe artist, so I think the Lord I gives me it. these word pictures, and so I and so I have all these word pictures of things, and so when we go after all of who God is. Mm -hmm. So like the gold, that way hold his presence like gold. When we go after all of who God is, the light of God's glory, when we sit under the light of God's glory, Mm -hmm. that is the first and foremost question to ask in any given moment. God, show me who you are. Show me who you are. Show me the gold. I'm holding the gold now. Show me who you are. Then and only then we ask, God, show me who you say I am. The light of God's glory then shines in to us to inform every square inch of our life and and to give us confidence in who God says he is. The creator of the universe, the creator of our our soul tells us who he says we are. And this is not just some cute Christian platitude to say of like, I am who God says I am. That is real, and it can only be truly real and meaningful if you get a grip, if we get a Mm. grip of who God is. I don't have to look for the delight and approval of others, and I, I can, but I don't have to look to being fulfilled to wholly, holistically, like we mm-hmm. talked about. If I understand who it is that is shining his glory and that makes me radiant. And so that is just the journey I've been in. I'm so jealous, desperate for everybody to grasp who God is going on a journey of who God Mm. is, because that is where you find the most meaningful answer to who, who he says I am. And if we turn our affections toward him, like I said, Mm. we can get, we can get to the end of ourselves pretty darn quickly. I know I can, I get pretty sick of myself if, if I'm focused too much inwardly, but the light of God's glory shining in makes me radiant. Mm, That's so good. And it goes back to this verse in Psalm 34, 
verse five, it's the verse that God used to really steer me in the direction. And it says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered yeah. in shame. And Sarah, I think a thing that we have in common is it's like, okay, here's the goal. Here's the one, two, three, four, five, six steps to get to the goal. And so my mind just thinks that way, right? And the Lord right. has just shown me so much that radiance is... <laughs> It's, it's the byproduct of what happens in me when I spend time in his presence. It's not the goal to be achieved. Yeah. It's the thing, the result right. that happens in us as we pursue him, as we pursue these higher pursuits. And so Absolutely. I love that so much. I am so excited for our people Absolutely. to get their hands on higher pursuits. I want, th- I want you to share where can they connect with you? Where can they grab the book? All of those things. Oh, thank you for letting letting me share that because I self-published this book and it's just I love like it. this grassroots movement. And so it, you can grab it on Amazon. Okay. Um, you can grab Higher Pursuits. It's an equipping book day by day. So you don't have to commit to sit down and reading a whole book. To grab it with your Bible and take it day by day, you can grab it on Instagram. I would love to connect with you on Instagram. Uh, you can grab it on Amazon. I would love to connect you with you on Instagram. Sarah F. Like Frank Martin. Sarah with an H. F like Frank Martin. And, um, I love hearing from people in my DMS. So go ahead and how do the young kids say it? Slide into my, slide into your DMS. Um, (laughs) thank you for helping me. I'm 43 and I try to stay cool. Uh, but sometimes I miss it. So thanks for helping me out. I love it. Well, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for writing such an important book and I can't wait for everybody to check it out. So thank you again for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. I hope you love that conversation with Sarah as much as I did, and I hope you'll go grab a copy of her latest book, Higher Pursuits, wherever you like to buy your books. And next episode, we'll be sitting down with my new friend, Caitlin Garrison, to talk all about her book about striving. It's such an important conversation, so I hope you join me then.